Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, hoping you are staying safe and healthy during this period of precaution over the coronavirus. It's difficult to connect with your clients and contacts in a period such as this, but here we continue to produce podcasts that allow you to connect with the people that you want to reach. You've got a wrapped audience like never before. People are home, they're listening, and they're waiting to hear from you. We can create a professional podcast with a quick turnaround and do the whole thing remotely so you don't have to leave your home. Get in touch with us at pod617.com. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our city. Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves, thank you for joining us on the Boston Podcast. If you dig this podcast, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Show us a little love. Give us five stars or six or seven stars if they allow you to. I don't know. I don't, I don't know my stars so well. So we got a great guest today. We're going to be talking about events, VIP events, as a matter of fact. Joining me in the virtual studio is Brandon Gilson, the president of VIP Corporate Concierge Club. Yeah. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, David. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. Now, the question on everybody's mind for you is going to be, what the hell? When can we go back and do some of the fun things that we enjoy doing so much? But in a, nut- in a nutshell... Tell me, you founded you founded this company. You've been at it for a few years. Is that right? Yeah. So I started the company uh, back in 2012, David, uh, when I was in college. So I started it on a, a very small scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did work in the uh, corporate world, as they say, for about five years. And um, I broke free of that, David, in 2017. And we're coming up on our three-year anniversary this September, actually. And I'm glad you're still at it. I mean, I noticed that from just from looking at your LinkedIn page, you've pivoted for the yeah. pandemic and you're doing all kinds of virtual stuff, which, which we will talk about. But before we do that, we like to kick things off and warm things up with the Boston Vault. And so what we do here is put you in the vault. These armored guards are here for your protection. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's a, very few people have ever been trapped in the vault and never escaped. Okay, that's good. (laughs) I don't want to be the first then. No, you will not be the first. Now, um, I know that you hail from my hometown, Sharon Mass, go Eagles. So my my first question for you is, what's your fondest memory on a Sharon court or a field? I'm talking youth sports kind of stuff. Oh, man, great question. Would have to be my rec days. I was never good enough, David, to make the actual travel teams. <laughs> um, I'm only 5'8 or 5'7. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, recreational basketball, what grade it was, David? Great question. Man, maybe sixth grade, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother was the assistant coach, and then my father's a friend was the head coach, and we won championship. Nice. Really? It was the best thing ever, obviously. So. I, yeah, I completed my playing career without winning one of those championships. I, I finally got one coach, coaching my, my son just a few years ago, so there's still hope for you maybe someday. Um, rec basketball is became my favorite as an adult coaching because – it's just fun. It's just so it's not the greatest of competition, but you know all the kids. Everybody's there to have fun. My my one of my greatest. It probably was my greatest sports memory. Sharon youth sports 
was I was on the green team and we <laughs> we defeated the purple team in in overtime and it, the, my name was in the Sharon Advocate so you know what could be better there you go there <laughs> all you right go. Crescent the Crescent Ridge Dairy we have a a sort of famous ice cream place stand in Sharon yeah. is Crescent Ridge overrated underrated or just kind of properly rated. Well, it's a valid question, David. And you're also asking uh, someone that worked there for a summer or two. So, oh, is that right? Oh, I came to the right place. Cool. I may know too much behind the scenes to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, a few corners cut every now and again at, at Crescent yeah, Okay. <laughs> at least. I mean, listen, like great ice cream. But if you're saying, hey, B, is it the best ice cream that I've had? Mm-hmm. No, no way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I would. Mean, so you'd probably uh, lean on. Overrated, and I would I would have to agree. Much as I I love to have a, a point of pride in Sharon, on a hot day, if, if you're waiting out there, I mean, when we used to wait in actual lines, and not now they right. now you can pull into the parking lot and they bring it to you, I yep. guess. But those lines, uh, not quite worth the ice cream. It's good, like it's good. It's homemade ice cream, but you know what? It's not. It's not even quite not as great. good. As, no, not even quite as good as like a, be, a good Ben and Jerry's. Anyway. What was your, I agree with you. so what was your goat? Did you, I don't know if you ever, um, you know, took the ice cream home or whatever, but what oh, yeah. was, what was your go-to order? What was your favorite thing there? Uh, another great question. I was, I would, uh, spice it up. So every night I would try, you know, cookie dough. I do, uh, you know, hot fudge Sunday, a peppermint patty. Uh, I love the pumpkin ice cream flavor in the fall though. That oh, was yeah. my favorite. That's a good one. Yeah. You got to make what sure about you, you, you got to check the, uh, flavor board when you get up there. Yeah. My go-to was the either banana bucket or the banana boat. For some reason, I went, I think I ended up getting the banana bucket a lot. I love those shears of banana shoved into that, you know, big, big cup. So, and then, uh, yeah, whatever flavors I usually went with sort of a fruit theme and got vanilla and then dumped a bunch of, uh, you know, fruit on there. Anyway. Uh, so you are the live events guy. What's, um, what's the best live sporting event you've ever attended? Uh, on a personal level, Celtics championship 2008. No question. Nice. Game seven? Yeah. No, that was game six. You went to game six. Okay. Good game enough. Six when yep. they won, yeah, when they won the championship. My brother and I were there. Oh, they won in six games. Okay. Oh, so, okay. Yep. So that's that's huge. So you were there. Yeah, I mean, that may never see that ever again. So who knows? I don't think I've ever been in attendance to see an actual title i've been to world series games but i've never been to a, a clinching game i've been to a couple clinching um actually many clinching sort of championship games both patriots and and red Sox. but um yeah that was cool and the last the last time the celtics won you know we're still kind of clinging yeah. to that memory the big three yeah. how about um how about the best live concert you've ever been to Oh, so that's a real tough question because i've literally been to hundreds maybe even thousands <laughs> so i mean there's a lot for like different reasons too, David, you mm-hmm. know, so my brother, my father and I, we love the killers and they're an all oh, rock band. So sure. We've seen them 20 plus times and we've traveled. So every time that we go see them, it's a whole experience. Um, with, so your, like with, your dad, with your dad, you said, yeah, my That's dad great. and my brother. Yeah. That's awesome. Love it. Uh, like Coldplay is always great. The killers, uh, Drake, mm-hmm. you know, Bruce Springsteen. So where do you like too- to, where do you like to see a concert in new England? What, locale great question yep. the smaller the better right mm-hmm. because shows that like gillette you know where it's 60 you know thousand plus it just loses that intimate feeling and the sounds not as great um sure. fenway's tough so any of the smaller ones but like tp garden's been good the house of blues 
uh, the Orpheum, uh, the Agandis Arena. Yeah. Though, yeah. Great points all because stadium concerts, ugh, you can have them. Um, be, be, you got 80 to 90% of the people looking up at the Jumbotron rather than yep. the actual performers, right? I have had a co- I have had just through some luck and some wheeling and dealing that would that would be second nature to you, Brandon. But I, I I'm a ticket snob, so I I hold out for really good tickets. If I can't get good tickets to a concert, I, I usually just will pass. And um, I did end up in the pit for Guns and Roses at at uh, Gillette Stadium, so that was cool because we were because awesome. you know Slash was like sweating on us. Um, yeah. my favorite ever was probably. Also, front row pit area for Green Day at um, the Xfinity Center. Um, uh, yeah, Billy Billy Joe chucked his pick into the crowd, and my girlfriend got, caught it. Actually, I said I tell I say she caught she caught it. She dropped it and then picked it up, but she has it. So, <laughs> same difference. <laughs> so, so that counts, right? Um, well, what's who's the, the one artist or who's the one celebrity that you would love to meet or have a drink with? You know, hang out for ten minutes. Hey, who's doing the questions here? Who's in the vault, Brandon? <laughs> but the, I'm but, always curious. You know what I would I would say? Well, since my mind's on music a little bit, um, I've always been a Billy Joel guy, and I I like him. I love his music. I go through phases where I'm sick of his music, then I like his music. But he's an interesting character to me because, you know, he used to be on top of the world, Christy Brinkley wife, but he's as ups, he's at downs, he's had, he's, he's become like a, apparently a, a person with a drinking problem. And I think um, that's the guy I'd like to sit down with. How about you? Kevin Garnett. Really? Yeah. Love just to like pick his brain and see how, like, like how he, how he's wired, you know, because we see him like on the court. And just his mentality, like on an athlete, but on an artist, it would definitely be Drake. He's oh, yeah. the last one that's on my bucket list, no questions. <laughs> and uh, a nice Jewish boy, Drake. He was he was bar mitzvah, so he, he he could come visit Sharon and feel right at home. We happen to have a big Jewish community in Sharon. Um, let's see. All right, we'll uh, we'll close out the vault with one final question. Um, sure. If you had to pick one Boston movie out of this group, which one would it be? The Town, Goodwill Hunting, or The Departed? Goodwill Hunting. Tell us why. That's the, right, that's, that's the right answer, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I mean, my brother and I were just talking about this actually last week in David, where it's like, when we say, what are the greatest movies ever? You know, that means that like when we're, you know, when I'm 60, when I'm 70, you know, I'll still be watching it saying like, that is the great, like that, that is an all time great movie. And like, I'll, I can watch that 20 times over. Uh, the acting is phenomenal and you can just like relate to it. So, yeah. Yeah, and it 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 sort of launched the renaissance of Boston movies because there are yeah. so many that have come after that. Before that, there were very you know there were very few, very few good ones. The the it cre- it made the Boston accent sort of endearing rather than dirty, right. which is what it used to yeah. be. And it is a nice story. It is absolutely in my top five, if not top two. And um, top two of all time. Yeah, I, I, I love Whoa. it. I I love it that much because and also What's your number one favorite right now, like all time go to forever. Um, I have weird top like if I had to pick top three, I, it used to be the Steve Martin movie Parenthood because I was a sucker for you know a good father son thing. Yeah. Field of Dreams is up there. You know my my son who's um who just turned eighteen. He he is a that's his favorite movie and have a catch with that and so I'm a sucker with that for that. Okay. And then strangely, I love the movie um, Little Miss Sunshine. Have you seen that one? Great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love it because it ends. It's this weird, imperfect, dysfunctional family. They have to pull together 
And at the very end, they're all dancing on stage um, yeah. to Super Freak at in inappropriate fashion, and they all sort of go down in flames together. But they so I love that one. How about you? If you had to, if you top top one or two flicks, The Beach by Leonardo Ooh. or with Leonardo with, Le- with Leo? Yeah, sure. I haven't seen it, but I, I think, really okay. I'm gonna have to go back uh, and watch I love it. it. Like Wolf of Wall Street, The Truman Show, Dumb and Dumber. You know, for comedy, signs for scary and for horror. So um, you're you're a movie guy, I can tell. Love movies. Love movies. <laughs> well, you're in the entertainment biz, so it does, doesn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah, Dumb and Dumb and Dumber, of course. Uh, f- like you said, for a silly laugh, yeah. and uh, Truman Show makes you think. And um, uh, yeah, Jim Carrey he talks about that and how it was symbolic of his life somehow. I won't go into it, uh, but um, good choices all. So um, well done. We're going to let you out of the Boston Vault. All right, so let so let's talk about. Um, I guess the. I know we don't want to go all pandemic all the time, so let's not start with the pandemic question. Let's just start with what what like what inspired you to start this com- this company? Why uh, getting people VIP seats um, yeah. and VIP treatment is a, is like a passion for you? Yeah, well, that's like the key word right there, David. Uh, it's my passion. Like mm-hmm. I love doing what I do for a career. Uh, I've always, you know, loved it since a very young age, you know, going to concerts, like as a fan, you know, growing up and, you know, my, my family had season tickets, all the sports. So I've always been around the industry. And then I realized, you know, I could, uh, you know, tap into a very niche market here that hasn't been tapped into, you know, which is helping corporations, high net worth folks, families, uh, live a very unique experience that they once thought was a fantasy and mm-hmm. that, you know, it's going to be true. So, I had a lot of you know really good connections all around the world. and made a lot of good um, you know, relationships that I said, listen, like you know, I want to start to leverage them, and I want to start to you know brand myself as someone that could you know get shit done twenty four seven, three sixty five, and uh, you know nothing was too far fetched. By so, the way, before we forget, is uh, is it concierge Is that um, no? Do I have that? You know, so the I'm website, sorry. yeah. So the website, David, is thebestseatsvip.com. Thebestseatsvip.com. Very good. And um, so, and you're tell tell me a little bit about your model. I I take it um, by by description, you your clients are corporations, but could they be anybody? Or tell me about that. Yeah. So our bread and butter, David, is uh, is partnering up with all types of uh, companies all across the world. So we are headquartered here in Boston, but our services are nationwide. So the way that uh, we work is that uh, we build a relationship you know, with the company, law firm, real estate, accounting, wealth management, hospitals, hotels, everybody. Mm-hmm. We welcome them into what we call our corporate concierge club. And then now they're a VIP member. So all of their employees, their staff and their friends uh, get access to utilize our services. And then we build a really strong and fun relationship with everyone there and where they go to for all things that are fun, travel, hospitality, tickets, VIP, passes, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Do, um, does, um, do you, because you're in your position, you can, I'm wondering sort of where the profit margin is. In. It's like you get better deals that you can we pass got, on to we folks or how does that work? Yeah, so spot on. So we got a lot of really good access that you can't find elsewhere. Uh, I'm, you know, very biased, but, you know, our clients' testimonials speak for themselves. You know, our customer service is second to none, you know. So when people 
uh, you know, give us that, you know, first opportunity to prove ourselves, you know, they walk away in awe, you know, like it was seamless, it's flawless, uh, it's sexy, it's unique. So uh, it's access, it's service that no one else is providing in this market. Massachusetts today. Sorry, I was clicking around your website and you just popped up on a video explaining what you do. <laughs> I got to be careful with buttons I hit. Um, so that and and give me an example of sort of the dream situation. Does you know is it as simple as some some uh, VIP some VP at a corporation will call you yep. and say, hey, you know. Elton John's coming. At, I'm dating myself, Elton John. Uh, I don't know. Nobody. I mean, he was huge <laughs> last year for us. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was, I was going to change it to Luke I mean, Bryan. Anyway. There's the, yeah. So there's so many different scenarios, David, where, for example, like a guest that's uh, coming in from Spain is staying at the Four Seasons here, right? And then the concierge at the Four Seasons call us as Brendan. You know, we have a guest that wants to go on the field, go backstage, hang out with Bruce Springsteen, and, you know, take photos with them. Or the VP of a law firm or the partner, you know, says, Brandon, I want to take out, you know, five very, you know, high end clients and I want to do car service. I want to do dinner. I want to do a, you know, like a suite um, or it's a family. And they say, hey, Brandon, you know, my kids and I, you know, want to go uh, to the basketball game. But, you know, can you get us introduced to Marcus Smart, you know, pregame? Wow. Um, and you can do that? And anything. Wow. Yeah, we, uh, done that. yeah. Wow. Um, so. Yeah, I used to have uh, I used to have a buddy. He's still my buddy. My buddy Steve would organize these trips to Vegas for us, and there was this. He got us a guy that would like kind of follow us around and just make sure everything was taken care of. Do you do you ever do that sort of thing? Like if it's a whole evening oh, plan? Yeah. Okay, tell for me sure. about it. yeah. So, and what do you call those? What do you call those people? Just uh, it, could that be? I guess that could be you or one of your colleagues or what. Yeah. I mean, for example, like we, I mean, we sort of kind of did that uh, back in February of uh, this year uh, down in Miami for the Super Bowl. So my colleague Jay and I, we flew down there and we were there for seven or eight days. Uh, we were on site, you know, helping out with guided tours and dinners and the Super Bowl, obviously, uh, you know, like parties at night. Uh, and you know, we were there just to, you know, walk them in and to, you know, hold their hands, make sure that everyone was all you know, happy and mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just adding that white glove service, which I'm sure, you know, David, you know, mm-hmm. goes a very long way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's how we separate ourselves from just an online, you know, website. Right. Right. So let so I used to be a financial advisor and it was, I started a, my career doing that. I mean, I only did it for six years, so you can call it a career if you want, I guess, but, um, it's a long time. but, but yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Um, but, but I had started, a few years after Bernie Madoff committed his sins, and one of the goals for me and my colleague was you had to assure people that we're not Bernie Madoff. Well, the recently you, we got a glimpse of the guy that you have to assure people that you're not, and it's the dude from the the Fire Festival. I called yeah. up um, a, a video which uh, Brandon, you and I can watch, and others can listen. This is this is um, just you'll hear a narrator. It's from let's see uh, if I can find it. Oh, there it is. Um, there he is. Yeah, well, it's WatchMojo.com. Thank you, WatchMojo, for providing. They they counted down their top ten weirdest moments from the Fire Festival, and Billy McFarland, the odious character who basically scammed people. And um, what you'll hear here is just one of the craziest reveals in the the Fire Festival documentary. Let's take. I'll a never forget what he said to me. He looked me dead in my face and said, "I'm not going to jail." I was like, this man either knows something that I don't 
or he's certifiably insane. We'd love to say that once the Fire Festival debacle was done, Billy McFarland had learned his lesson and life went on. However, that is far from the case. After facing a class action lawsuit valued at $100 million and somehow making bail after a charge for wire fraud, McFarland emerged a free man. But he soon returned to his fraudulent ways as Fire Festival attendees began receiving emails promoting cheap, fraudulent tickets to in-demand events such as Coachella and Hamilton. And so I texted my friend Morgan, did you guys get this master's email? Yeah, I got that too. And so I'm like, okay, clearly somebody's targeting the Fire Festival email list. It was only a matter of time before Billy's name began emerging as the potential culprit. McFarland was eventually charged for the selling of fraudulent tickets on June 12, 2018, and then sentenced that October to six years in federal prison. As it turns out, NYC VIP was Billy. Before we unveil our number one pick, here are some... So that's uh, <laughs> a little bit of that. The, the audacity of that guy. And uh, I want to make it clear to our listeners that that's not the way Brandon Gilson runs his business. But, um, but it must have been of interest to you. This one documentary, oh, that, one, that was from the Hulu one. The other one was probably Netflix, yeah. Netflix. And um, yeah, this was after the Fire Festival had already flopped and the guy had the audacity to go back and use the mailing list to sell basically phony tickets, right? Yeah. So, so what did you think as you watched that business? Uh, we're about to get accused of being the same type of company <laughs> from, from uh, here on out now that he's been exposed. Mm-hmm. But uh, fortunately, David, I truly only think I've heard us be uh, compared to that like twice, mm-hmm. which is mind-boggling, right? Because, yeah, you know, that there's the similarity where, you know, he tried to bring to life this crazy, epic, sexy, bizarre, you know, festival. And we do that a thousand times, you know, each year with all of our individual experiences. But, um, you know, I, I mean, he just, he overpromised and uh, he couldn't fulfill like anything really. I, I mean, nothing worked out. Yeah. And um, you and I talked about this the other day before we were recording this. And uh, the question looms in people's head, did that fire festival, which was supposed to be a, like the most epic concert on a private Island with everything provided and he had sort of called upon uh, the, some of the top influencers, the online influencers, to tell their story. But the problem was it started falling apart kind of right away. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just wonder whether his intent all along was to scam people or, or whether he just kind of kept throwing, you know, good money after bad. And it, and it just all turned bad. But. I- I think initially, David, he yep. had good intentions to actually, you know, fulfill this uh, festival. But as things got worse and progressed and he had the opportunity to, you know, stop this and to back out, he did it and he proceeded and he got and he got himself, in, you know, into even more trouble. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess even if even if um, someone in your outfit attempted to do such a thing, I mean, it, it's, it'd be so against your your interest because it sounds like you you've you're company is built on relationships and the moment you make a misstep like that you know your integrity's gone so i take it i take it that's you know is that a key to your success just kind of making sure those relationships are fostered and and yeah yeah um, i mean i wish there was a more sexy answer because i get asked you know a hundred times a day you know how do you you know do what you do and like you said david you know this is all about the relationships that i built up over the years so tell me about the online stuff, because yeah. as you and I have talked, because we here at Pod 617 are sort of dipping our toe into the virtual event 
space, and we did an event called Zuma Palooza as sort of an experiment the other day. It will continue here on Pod Six One Seven. Just go to Pod Six One Seven dot com slash Zoom, and it's um. It's fun, and we're trying to do something that is different from your average trivia night online, from your average. Um, but tell me about some of the stuff that you're working with. Yeah, so we're doing a ton of uh, virtual VIP experiences now, uh, You know, cooking lessons with celebrity chefs, wine tastings, uh, comedy shows with famous comedians, uh, all virtual, small, short, acoustic uh, concerts with artists. Um you know, FaceTime meet and greets with artists, athletes, all types of celebrities. So, so you uh, mentioned, so you mentioned like acoustic concerts with an artist, which sounds cool. Yeah. Is that, is, is there a limited number of people like on the call t- so that it's more intimate or what's that like? Yeah. Well, so there's truly no limit, but like you said, we like to keep things intimate so that our clients you know, can get one-on-one time with uh, he or she, you know, to ask questions and to, you know, uh, pick their brain. So, we like to keep it on the smaller side, not like a hundred plus people on one call. And is this, is this going to continue? I mean, I guess for a while we're looking at a lot of this stuff and then, but do you see some of the live events creeping back in? Yeah. So definitely not this year, David, Mm -hmm. I don't see how any live in-person experiences are going to happen. Our hope and, you know, uh, we're thinking that early 21. um, But again, you know, like the true end all is the vaccine, right? So, Mm -hmm. I think once the vaccine is out and, you know, people, uh, you know, feel more comfortable with it, uh, you know, concerts will start to come back and all the live events. But I'll say this. I think when they do come back, David, it'll mm-hmm. be in a smaller capacity. So I don't think when, you know, uh, basketball starts back up again, you know, they're going to open up all 17,000 uh, seats. I think it might be five, six, let's say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that it's going to be weird for a while. Right. Um, but, you know, we, we need it. I mean, because of the, the same reason you love the, your job is the same reason we need it, right? I mean, there's there's nothing like live music. There's nothing like live sports. There's just now, there's no replacement for it, right? Nothing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like people, like, so we're very fortunate. All of our clients have said, Brandon, you know, we're ready to get back out there. You know, we're itching to go out of these live events. You know, there's going to be a percentage that, you know, don't go out and don't go to these events, but... I think bigger than not, people will be ready to get back out there. Mm-hmm. I hope so, man. I certainly hope so. So, again, it's it's Brandon Gilson at, uh, well, well, let's give out the URL so people know where to find more info, thebestseatsvip.com. Did I get that right, sir? Nailed it. Nailed okay. it, David. <laughs> okay. I hope you had a good time, man. This was awesome. Can we do it again on next Tuesday? Next yeah, Thursday? maybe. What the hell? I'm podcasting all day, all the time. Uh, thank you, Brandon, and thanks for listening to the Boston Podcast. If you dig this podcast, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. If you're interested in that live event that I mentioned, go to pod617.com slash Zoom for all the info. Hire us for your corporate events, um, just like the kind of cool events that Brandon puts everybody in. And on behalf of my friend Brandon Gilson at thebestseatsvip.com, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston, but if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy the day, everybody. Go do an online event. It's fun, man. Come on. I said,